Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just random topics that pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Yeah. Do do all the rest of the words I don't remember. Okay, our other co-host, Austin, is here, <laughs> and our challenge to Austin is you have to name all the parts of Captain Planet. Um, Earth, Wind, Water, Fire? Fire? Heart? Heart. <laughs> Love? It's heart. I swear to God, it's heart. It was, yeah. I think that's it. We just watched the theme song. Captain Planet took a really, do you guys remember Captain Planet took like a really dark turn towards I do not. It's the end? I don't remember no. that. Okay. Towards what the, happened? They had, they had the AIDS episode, which is something. Oh, and then they had oh I'm the, sure um, that was well handled. That was something. And then Are they you had sure? The, um, I, go, look it up. There's a, he, you never heard the, he's got AIDS meme before? No. No, I've never heard that. Meme. Yeah, there's this kid that he has AIDS and nobody will touch him or go near him. And then Captain Planet starts going near him and is like, look, it's okay to touch him. So this was like a Princess Diana moment? Yeah, yeah, similar. And then they had an episode where they were talking about increasing gang violence and not to join a gang. And they show a family get killed in a drive-by. This is Captain Planet? We're still talking about Captain Planet, Planet, right? I'm telling you, towards the end, it took a turn. These are not environmental issues, by the way. (laughs) Well, they had to expand. He's already helped there. Every issue is solved. Global warming is done. It's (laughs) solved. No more climate change. Captain Planet declared it solved. So it was um, move on to other issues. We should bring back Captain Planet. I think now more than ever, today's children need to see Captain Planet. I thought they did. Didn't they bring it back? Not that I'm aware of. Huh. Interesting. Let's sign a petition. How do we get that ball rolling? Ted Turner, are you listening? We need to stop revitalizing old shows anyway, so maybe that's not a good thing. We should just leave Captain Planet at at bay, whatever. Why not revisit the past? But we could revisit the past with our weeks. Oh, yeah, these oh, past weeks. This past week with our week talk segment. And Austin, you looked very eager to talk about it. You had a lot to talk about beforehand, and let's just go with that. We'll start off with Austin. Step up to the plate. Oh, Jesus, I didn't do anything this week. Better I think never of something. Just lie. You know what? We wouldn't just know lie. anyway. I mean, anyone listening, us, me and Jacob, we would believe you. You could just tell us whatever. Yeah. What would like Austin do if Austin did something? <laughs> what do you do if you did anything, Austin? What would you be doing? Let's play that game. Oh, if I could do anything, the world's your oyster. But you have to Shit. make it believable. You can't. It can't be something obviously outlandish. To where it's like, oh, no, you really didn't do that. Like I wanted to time travel. I thought I could do anything. Contrary to what hmm. teachers and parents tell you when you're a kid, no, I'm sorry, Austin. You can't be anything or do anything. You should be a teacher, Alex. Life will take you down a peg. Sorry. Um, I'll tell you what I did. I asked Jacob, how was your week? Oh, my God. Oh, oh okay. A little cop out there. Okay, for my week, I dabbled in video games. Mm. Star Wars Battlefront 2. The new one. 
the brand oh, new the one. new one. Yeah, the EA one, the one that came out and everybody hated, and then they what loved. Do, oh. <laughs> do you remember that? I think it's I, um, yeah. I think it's pretty fun. I found that I like the horde mode gameplay. Something I never thought I would like. I tend to like that, where there's like one defense post, and you're playing with like four other people online, and you got to defend from these enemies that are just always coming. See, this is where we're different, you and I, Jacob. You play the multiplayer version. I only did the single-player campaign mode, and I was like, that's all I got to do. I only spent $5 on this game. I'm just going to play $5 for the content. So you have this game? I have it for PS4. Really? I got it for $5, too. That's uh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason I got it. <laughs> that's the only reason I got it. <laughs> that's great, yeah. But I don't have PlayStation Online or whatever it's called, so I've never done any of that kind of stuff. That's why Steam's great, because it's free. You don't have mm-hmm. to do the uh, subscription services. What is what is the single player? What do you do there? Just a stupid... Oh, I should not be taking out a turn. It's just a simple campaign. Yeah, you're careful like, who you offend there. Yeah, this is Star Wars we're talking about. <laughs> uh, you're an imperial person. This is why we don't have listeners, Austin. God damn it. You're an imperial person, and then like you're like, oh, maybe genocide is bad, and so you stop being an imperial person. <laughs> you, you ever you ever heard the perspective of Star Wars where like people are like maybe the Empire was the good guys? Those those people are stupid. The you Empire ever seen that? did everything, nothing wrong. Everything, everything was stable. Nobody there was no conflict. Oh oh I think I can tell what those people political beliefs are in real life. <laughs> That's right. This is where we cut fine. that out of the podcast too. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, it's Star Wars celebration week though, so we should be celebrating it and not scrutinizing it. So mm. Right, Obi-Wan came out and that, all that. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, though. We'll start a... would be a clever Star Wars podcast name? Uh, they've already been done. All the Star Wars yeah, podcast all done. names are already Out of the taken. Death Star. Yeah. Out of the Death Star. Maybe that was the one we came up with. Ooh, yeah. I know. The Two Moons of Tatooine. The Two Moons Tween Me. It's Twin Suns. Oh, whatever. Not Moon Sea? Okay, don't listen to me. <laughs> we don't know. Bullshit. No, that's great. That'd be just a play on words for it. Between Two Moons, like Two Suns, like Between Two Ferns. Between Two Ferns? You never watched that little spoof series with Zach Galifianakis or anything? I've seen clips. Never watched the show, though. Okay. So you played multiplayer Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, but it's not like the true multiplayer, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It's not like you're playing other players. This is like you're online, and then you have three other people you're with, sometimes friends. Could I think it's supposed to be played that way. And you basically just have these points that you defend or try to capture in the map. And there's only four actual live people playing at a time. The rest mm-hmm. are AI. So it's like online, but it's not like the grand battle, every person's a person kind of thing. But it's fun. I like it. It's easy to find a game. That's the reason why I'm into it. I don't have to wait like an hour. Alex, what Star Wars things have you been doing this week? Um. Well, I saw that Obi-Wan came out this past Friday. I thought we were going to have episode nine. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I forgot. You Again. know what, I might make you watch that as soon as we're done as this recording this. I okay, might please do, do, because you know what, I think we're at the point where I'm going to have to be sat down. Okay, but I don't want to watch it again, so I'm going to leave you in a room and gawk away. Oh, that's not fun, because you know how I am. When I watch things, I'm always like, oh, and then I look over, and I'm like, awesome, let's talk about this thing, and then like, this it's is who like I am. It's just like a movie I've seen three times and don't like. Well, that's You've not my it. fault. Three times. I think oh, wow. so. Wow. Pretend you didn't. Forget what you've seen. Maybe you you might find something new that you didn't notice before. Other than that, no new Star Wars things. What about uh, 
any video games or DVDs or hmm. other activities? God, no. I don't think so. It's getting harder to watch stuff because everything's we've reached that point where everything is separated on platforms. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. It used to be when Netflix was the universal tool, you could ask someone, oh, yeah. "Have you seen this?" and they'd be like, "No," but then they would have the opportunity to see it. But now there's that obligation to it. Or that extra added part where it's like, oh, have you seen Halo? Oh, no. Uh, is it on Netflix? No, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Well, there you go. We're, it's over. You know? Oh, That's just I, how it is now. I remember now, Jacob. Can I Can I go back a little bit? I remember. Go for it. I watched, not a new movie, an old movie. I watched The Breakfast Club this past week. <laughs> how many times have you seen that one? Um, Probably more than a dozen times, to be honest with you. It was such a blast from the past, which... I was, okay, the, what prompted this was I've been on an 80s kick ever since Austin and I watched Dirty Dancing and Footloose. Flashdance is still on the list, but we can't find that anywhere. Yeah, because it's on Showtime, which I don't have. <laughs> yeah, there you exactly. go. To your point, yeah, to your point, Jacob, it's one of those streaming services we don't have, so we can't continue our saga of 80s dancing movies, but I was on an 80s kick, so I've been listening to 80s music watching 80s film so i saw the breakfast club was on hulu and i was like fuck yeah i'm watching that they're all such babies it's so weird to see them like 40 years ago that was 1985 that movie came out that was the year we were born a little later than that it's got that molly woman in it um molly Molly woman (laughs) yeah molly um it's got the coach from mighty ducks emilio estevez and then it's got the raggedy guy who falls for molly raggedy guy who cusses her out or kind of cusses the class yeah that's the worst part of the movie is their thing yeah them it's not it's not good no then you got that little kid from like friday the 13th or something and he was not in friday the 13th that little scrawny kid wasn't anthony michael hall anthony michael hall he wasn't in friday kevin bacon wasn't friday the 13th huh i i do enjoy jacob's interpretation of the brat pack (laughs) that's that's just me with 80 or 80 every 80s movie because i just i i don't i know the characters names but not a lot so i've seen the movie not seen like 16 candles saint elmo's fire breakfast club any of those i've seen back to the future oh my gosh okay i've not seen saint elmo's fire i have not either that's um golly what's his name roblo roblo yeah look at austin coming in with all these he's, movie he's, trivia he knowledge knows the people facts. he knows the people that's right I love how good he is, too, because I was describing the characters, like, in the worst context, and he knew them right away. Well, there's only five characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give you a compliment. Take it. Is that it, Alex? Or is there anything else that... No. Any other movies? That was it. I was living in the 80s this past week. All right. The 80s? Well, I guess now we can jump to the 90s. Yeah. Pokemon... I'm hoping it's the 90s. Am I right with the 90s? Or early 2000s. I think we're like just in the 90s. J- like 99, 98, somewhere Like December there. of 99. Okay. <laughs> well, technically still the 90s, so I'll take it. Let's jump to the 90s here with our Pokemon episodes for the week. And we have a ship full of shivers. A what full of shivers? That's a P there, yeah. A P. Okay. Ship full of shivers. And Meowth Rules, which I love that title, by the way, because it reminds me of uh, Billy Madison. Or is it Billy Madison? Odoro Rules, something like that? I'm Don't not as familiar on the, <laughs> um, 
I'm not as familiar as that with that genre. We're just getting the different genre, yeah, the favorable genres of the the crew here. We have the '80s Breakfast Club, and then Billy Madison. Least complex movies are the ones I favor. I'm gonna go with uh, the randomizer here, and it has spoken. Pause. Jacob, I'm not gonna say the Breakfast Club is very, very complex. <laughs> Well, I was talking about it being subjective, okay? There's okay, a lot going right. on there. You can make a... You know what? Honestly, I beg to differ, because I think you can you can make a compelling argument of, like, you know, social issues and, like, teenage dynamics and school and all that kind of shit, so... That, that's it right there. It's not... The, the movie's not complex. All the these themes. movies, the theme is teenage emotions, and how adults don't understand each new each new generation of ad- adults don't understand like the upcoming younger generation, which the irony of it all. But whatever. I've never understood the younger generation, even when I was the younger generation. <laughs> but in <laughs> all fairness, I also didn't understand the older generation either, and I'm, that's still the case. It's so weird. I think it was the same way, Austin. Anyway, the randomizer has spoken here. I have the 30 seconds this week challenge this week. Austin, you have um, a ship full of shivers. <laughs> and Alex, you have Meowth Rules, which good for you, oh by boy. the way. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, no boy. You, you got an episode with material. Okay. You can do Ratio. it, Jacob. Who's going to time me? Oh, two, okay. one, go. All right, so the twerps are we're on an island. There's a trophy that's found that's 300 year old. It's found on an old ship. Tim Rocket says, hey, we're going to steal it. They steal it, then they run away, and the twerps follow them to this ghost ship. Turns out Ghastly and Haunter on the ship that mess with Team Rocket blast them off. They want to keep the trophy because they won it a long time ago in a very old Pokemon Orange League battle. And the twerps let them be, uh, and the ship floats off into the abyss somewhere. And the twerps just accept the fact that that trophy's going to stay there forever. The end. Time. Oh, Good boy. it out, the end there. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this one, actually, because... Oh, you are? Really? Why, why are you excited? Because it's so absurd. Okay. Not as absurd as the Meowth episode. Oh, my God. Just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. Okay. This is... Here we go again. Austin doesn't... Austin, are you liking this episode, or yeah, you kind of... Come on, Austin. I'm in, I'm ambivalent, really. Okay. And then Alex apparently loves this episode, so there we go. That ten, It continues. The streak continues. You know what? I've made it my mission, you know, for better or worse. I've become... I think I've assumed this role... Of, like, I am the pep, like, the cheerleader. Like, let's go, Pokemon, let's go. And then you guys are like, mm, I don't know about this. And I'm like, no, that's damn not, it. That's not even true, because the last several Orange Islands episodes, I've been the cheerleader for the Orange Islands episodes. Oh, my God. You've been the cheerleader for Tracy, like, being oh. Tracy. <laughs> okay, that's not entirely accurate. That That's not entirely accurate. At the beginning, when before I remembered how, like, crazy they made tracy with all his weird like quirks and stuff i was like oh let's not be mean to tracy let's give him a fair shake you know all this and then he s- quickly proved himself to be a little bit of a creep so well tracy has proven himself to be very knowledgeable because this episode <laughs> starts out with um him informing ash that he has half the badges he needs to be challenge the orange league um, you would think Ash would know this, but I really don't think he gives a shit about the Orange League. I think he's just enjoying his summer vacation. Doesn't that make you think, though, yeah, that if, yeah. if Tracy wasn't there and is like, oh, you need his four, Ash would just keep trying to look for badges. Like, if you get the fourth one. I think he just, like, stumbles across badges at this point. He's like, oh, I guess it's a badge episode. That's true, yeah. Gotta get him when you can. They keep talking about how the badges are made out of seashells. Like, we've heard this 17 times already. Like, guess what, guys? Guess what? Wouldn't that make him very, like breakable yes 
Okay. And he just he keeps them in his like vest. Okay. I have a very nerdy question. Please. Are they on the right or the left vest? If he's okay, wait. If he's facing okay, us. If you're Ash. If I'm Ash, it's on the right side. I'm pretty okay. sure. Because the Kanto badges are on the left side, I think. I don't and the know. The Jota badges are going to be on the right side. Sorry, this is such a stupid detail that I'm thinking about. No, Moving this on. is why we're here to <laughs> to pick apart this and and talk about those silly details. Are you trying to say that he he still has the old badges? The new ones are just on the opposite side. Or? All I know is the Kanto were on one side, the Jotos on the other side. I'm trying to figure out where the orange seashells fit in relation to this. He probably just throws them in the probably Ocean. throws them in the trash can when he gets home. <laughs> Possibly. All right. Today we're going to Moro Island. And we gotta call Professor Oak, because, you know, that's what we gotta do every episode. Professor Oak is like, oh, you're there just in time. They've unearthed, or rather, they've gotten from, uh, divers have gone down to a sunken ship and found the Orange League trophy from 300 years ago. I'm sorry, I have a problem with the Orange League trophy. Because it had two Pokeballs on it? No, because it's made out of what appears to be solid gold, and I feel like 300 years ago, where the hell would they get that kind of raw, like, ore material to make? And you know what? For something so frivolous as a sports competition trophy, I, I, I had major issues with that. I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. It's actually made out of seashells, oh and they God. painted it gold. <laughs> they spray painted it gold. That's what they, they had does. gold spray yeah. paint 300 years ago. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's actually just a bunch of grapefruits that they've just mushed together, <laughs> and you know, and that's where it gets its golden hue okay. from. They okay. like mummified it, so it's forever frozen. I hated this trophy. Okay, well, let's talk about the Pokeball mechanics. Let's just get it out of the way. I know you were going to say something. The trophy looks like Pokeballs. Later in the episode, we're going to see Ghastly and Haunter have modern day pokeballs yup go for it how does that make sense it doesn't exactly the end well <laughs> well there's nothing <laughs> there to go. say like it's not even like an apricorn ball or like hisuian pokeballs from back then like they were just regular ass pokeballs i think ghastly and Honor were lying Ooh, that was a false Ooh. memory yes but but the trophy itself has pokeballs on it it has okay. Wait, let's think about it. It's got the main pokeball is the main part of it, right? Yes. And then it's got two cloud-looking handle. It looks like puffy handle things. And then what was there a pokeball on the top of the pokeball? I, think I don't so. remember. I think there's right. a lot of pokeballs here. It was a distinctive pokeball. Yeah, it was the thing. I know I'm skipping way ahead, but I think that Ghastly and Honor were traumatized by oh spending however long they were spending underwater in a deep pressure environment so maybe that like gave them the bends or something and then they misremembered they got scurvy they misremembered (laughs) technology that didn't exist back in their time well Well, it's okay we don't know it didn't exist though but we do know because haven't they talked about that before yeah, they're the like the mass-produced Pokeball. Oh, the, the Orange Islands were ahead of everyone else. They were ahead of their time. That's right. We don't okay. know this area. That's okay. the excuse here. Fine. Snorlax walked over the beach and they grew out of the ground. That's what happens. Miracle sure seed. Thing. Oak is like, you got to go see this mu- new museum exhibit. And our twerps are like, yeah, we do. That sounds super cool. I would like to point out that... Professor Oak shows them a newspaper that Tracy reads from. There were some words written on this newspaper. Did anyone else take note of these? I <laughs> What'd did. they say? <laughs> What'd they say? I did some research. But this is Fast Facts with Austin, so tell us, Austin. No, 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 no. Alex, you tell us. Okay. You did research. I didn't. 
well, it, like research. I mean, it was like a quick Google, and I, I was like, oh, I'm sure Austin's gonna bring this up because he's our resident outside world, like real life facts person. The paper had like the picture of like the dive team or whatever, but it also had the words on it, and it was like, it said Afro sick yes. on the paper, and I was like, what is Afro sick? So I that looked Googled like an it. ad. Yes, it was like a in the Pokemon newspaper an ad. I was like, what is that? So I looked it up. And it was an album, a real-life album, by Kazufumi Miyazawa, who did the You're Not Alone single, which is, like, the ending theme from Pokemon Movie 5, right? Sure! Yes. I think so. Oh, I knew that. That one. I think so. Okay. But, yes, so it was 2002? It was like a CD, which Austin is the, he is the collector. He has a lot of the music and the CDs, but it was like a two, it was a CD single with two songs on it. You Are Not Alone, and there was another one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Wait, and it's called Afrosick? No, no, no. This was, this is a different album by the same artist who also collaborated with another artist for the Pokemon thing. I see, I see. Afrosick is his own not Pokemon related album. So either someone was a fan of this guy, or they yes. already had some sort of relationship with him. That's well, they cool. yeah, because they did the, they collaborated with him at least on this song, so they probably like had that little shout out like to the artist, like, hey, you collaborated with us. Here's a little exposure kind of thing. In the, I mean, what ten year old at the time? Nobody was gonna like Google that at the time. I doubt it. But like, if you were a fan in Japan, maybe you would recognize like, oh yeah, that's. Acoustic from that artist, whatever. That was some great trivia, Alec. <laughs> a little Easter egg there, I like it. I tried Googling, I couldn't find the um, the picture of the album or anything. I'm not familiar with this artist. Obviously, this is a Japanese artist um, who presumably was. If they're collaborating on a Pokemon song back then, I'm certain that they were probably a big name, at least very popular at the time. So maybe we can all do our own like research and homework and see what kind of music he has. I only know the one song that was in the Pokemon movie. You can add it as music in this episode. I'm thinking about it. I might replace my rendition with his. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cover it. The other things written down were in English and French. Because one said, Nicole Collection, and then in quotes, Bonjour. Ooh. And the other one got kind of got cut off, but the words I can make out were, Wonderful Record Waco. What does that mean? I have no idea. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe these are also albums. Who knows? Somebody was a fan. Team Rocket also wants the trophy, or actually they want to take the trophy because they're Team Rocket. So they sneak into the museum and steal it. But on the way out, James face plants with the trophy in the ground and leaves a divot in the ground in the shape of his silhouette. Okay, I just have to stop you right there and talk about Meowth's high-tech laser beam seeing viewfinder goggles that he had <laughs> when they he got them from tracy <laughs> yeah like, they're just what po- they're just polaroid glasses basically he's that's such a trope it's like you go into the museum and they have these secret invisible laser trip wires and somehow they have goggles that can see that <laughs> and they're they're only these lasers are only over one item they don't cover the entrances or the exits of the museum. It's just the trophy. Any other item, just that new trophy. All of the budget went for that one trophy. I like how in this backwoods, like, remote island village with that somehow has, like, a state-of-the-art art museum, and they have the budget to install, like, expensive booby traps. 
Oh, yeah. They got some money over there. They had modern-day Pokeballs back in 300 years ago. Yeah. That's how Meowth was able to obtain the infrared goggle thing so easily. It's because they just bought it at the gift shop. <laughs> it's oh just there. God. It's actually in the gift shop of the museum, which is the craziest thing. Yeah. We're not going to comment on James leaving a hair imprint. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. The twerps the next day are like, oh, no, the trophy's gone. What are we going to do? So they literally trip over Team Rocket, who's passed out in the bushes from celebrating all night. That was great. This is like five feet from the museum, too, right? This is not far. Th- what do we know about Team Rocket? They steal shit and then don't leave. Yeah, but then like the imprint was like worthless, too. You know? No, that's a good point. They could have found Team Rocket without the stupid imprint. <laughs> yeah, the imp- him falling did nothing. Like, Jenny's like, oh, we got this imprint. We got to study it instead of, like, making a perimeter. But whatever, you know. Do you think that maybe on a subconscious level with Team Rocket that they want to be caught? They enjoy it? It's like their thing. They self-sabotage. They're too afraid of success. Yes. Like... We, because we know, and uh, you know, honestly, that's a good point, Austin. Because we know they can be successful when they put their mind to other stuff that's not petty crime or whatever it is they're doing for Team Rocket. Like we know they have the capacity to be successful in like the show business arena or like you know when they run their food stalls or other things like that. I personally want to believe that they they do it on purpose. They self sabotage on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Especially when, like you said, they have successful businesses and stuff like that. Then it's like, let's just derail. We're going to derail right here. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to jail. I would love it if one of us was like some sort of psychologist or had some sort of technical training that way. And we could like psychoanalyze Team Rocket's actions. Why do they behave the way they do? That's my thesis right there. If I ever go back to school to be a psychologist or whatever, that's going to be what my doctoral thesis is on. I mean, I could tell you the real reason why they find Team Rocket so easily. It's because it's a 22-minute episode. Oh, boo, Austin, boo. Mm, I think plot (laughs) might be taking priority over characterization in this case. Anyway, Team Rocket escapes in a random Seedra boat they find. Loved it. Yep, little pedal boat. The twerps, for once, don't have to steal a boat because they have Lapras. And they pursue Team Rocket into the the foggy abyss located off the coast of Moro Island, Mm -hmm. in which there's a spooky haunted ship floating about on the water surface very pirates of the caribbean like with this mist is this like surrounding the whole island or is this like isolated when you're in like near the ship i think it's near the the ship ship. okay it was a spooky haunted ghost ship i guess it can't be seen unless you're heading towards the ship ghastly's fucking around i guess yeah all right team rocky gets on the ship ash and friends get on the ship ash is like oh yeah this is that sunken ship that they raised to the top of the ocean and then left here (laughs) I'm like, yes, Ash, that's clearly what happened. (laughs) Okay, I do have a real question. What do they do in real life when they do salvage operations on submerged vessels, you know, when they raise ships? I know a lot of the times they leave them or they sink ships on purpose to make, like, false habitats for animals and things. But, like, when they do raise things up, like, what do they do with it? Do they take it away? Do they break it down right there? Like, what do they do? I don't know. There's a lot of, like, weird facts with sunken ships that are, like, obscure, too, that, like, Ooh. I heard people say. Like, the, the pool on the Titanic is still filled with water. <laughs> I, 
Okay. <laughs> Alex is losing her mind off mic. <laughs> That's so fucking awful. Oh my god. That tickled okay. you. It did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, did you make it up? Or have you heard yeah, that before? Listen. I've made. I've said it before, but I, uh, this is for the podcast. Oh, Jacob, I think that's one of the I best write, things write, you've write, ever seen. I pre-write this. <laughs> I pre-write it for the podcast. Oh my god. Oh god, okay. Well... This 300-year-old sunk in ship's pool Rest doesn't in peace. Exist. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh, God. Okay. So, everyone's on the ship. <sighs> Togepi wanders off because Togepi does what Togepi does. Or, no, wait. A mast falls on Misty, and so she drops Togepi, and it rolls away. Then it starts to wander around. That's right. Did they try to kill her on purpose? I guess. Why are they destroying the ship? That's their home. Because they were intruders. I guess the thing's falling apart anyway. I mean, it was on the bottom of the fucking ocean for 300 years. It's a remarkably well-preserved. It is. Yeah, it is. But not with Ghastly and Haunter knocking down the structural integrity of it. They could just repair it. That's what they're going for here. You know what I think? Can I just have an opinion? I think that they're, like, actors. I think that the guy was not from 300 years ago. I think this was relatively recently. And the guy was an, a pirate ship actor. And this was a, a replica vessel. And then... He was obsessed and thought that he was like, like he was delusional and thought he was a real pirate captain. And then the ghastly and the haunter like played into this to where they believed it. And so now they're stuck in this like fantasy. And so all of the people, the, like the dive team and the, like the archaeologist people, they're all like, yeah, this is from 300 years ago. I mean, it was on a pirate ship. <laughs> they're just guessing. <laughs> this is the Pokemon. This is your Pokemon scientists we're talking about. I mean, they don't know. What are their credentials? Show me some credentials. So this isn't from 300 years ago. It's like from 40 years ago. Yes. Got it. That made four sense. Oh, are you saying that the, the trophy is 300 years old, but the pirate ship itself is not that old? I think it's a replica. It was a ship built for a movie. None of this was real. There was no sunken ship at the bottom of the ocean. This is all a tourist trap. <laughs> oh my god, it could be. It's like the Moro Island pirate experience. <laughs> it's funded by Giovanni. Right. Oh my god. They sit there and they find this trophy. It's all a gag. Oh, Christ. I think that's true. That's what I'm going to choose to believe. All right, so Ash and friends continue to explore the tourist trap pirate experience. Yeah. Team Rocket. Uh, <laughs> A team Rocket find them. Togepi has found some ghosts that are wearing sheets. That's so cliche. It's so stupid. Uh, well, I mean, that's because Gasly and Haunter are paid actors, so they're trying to dress up like the part. See? Are the sheets a part of them, or did they find these sheets and drape it over them? Because I think they found the sheets. Those are great sheets, then. I need those sheets for my house. I mean, they had, like, Haunter-sized eye holes in them. <laughs> So you think that the captain made those for the fur hunter and Ghastly and then would just put them over them? I think Hunter and Ghastly did that on their own accord. They were like, we got to look spooky. I like the idea of the pirate doing it. This le lends more credence to the fact that it was a movie set because they have different... You know how when you go to a movie studio, there's like different props for different movies? They had the props for the ghost movie over here on the ship that they were using to store. They had the pirate ship for the pirate movie they were filming. It was all different stuff. Or it's a crossover between Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. Ah, yep. I'm I'm so done with this episode. Star you. There <laughs> oh we go. Takes here off we the go. sheets. Ash looks up Ghastly and Haunter on the Pokedex, even though I've seen them a million times. 
He even used one in a battle against Sabrina. <laughs> That's true. Well, he kind of tried to use one. Well. A Team Rocket attacks. Gassy and Hunter kick their asses. They give us, like, a vision to the twerps. Okay. Is this a typical thing that Haunters can do? What can't Haunters do? They can yeah. bring you back to life. Oh, yeah. He did die they that one time. separate your soul from your body. That one Ghastly had a magical cash register and was, like, able to create, like, <laughs> illusions. They can go into, like, where people have died and then come back from that realm or whatever, like with that lady on the mountain. Oh, yeah, the ghost of Maiden's Peak. Okay, so we have yeah. seen this before because he opened up a portal to hell or something like that. <laughs> the doom portal opened. That was a... What? A, okay. <laughs> we did not need another Ghastly and Haunter episode. I'm sorry, you guys. This is a worthless episode. Does anyone disagree with me? I mean, it, it was funny in some ways. All right, we we learned what we've already talked about. The captain was was the champion of the Orange League, and the, we see a little preview of the Orange League stadium. Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Um, I'm pretty sure it still looks the same when we eventually see it in the modern day. I could be wrong. That'd be great. Ash is like all beside himself. He forgets that he's talking to oh a vision of a long dead captain. And runs and tries to challenge him to a battle because he's Ash. And oh. then that goes away because Ghastly and Hunter were too embarrassed by Ash's stupidity. And they and they stopped the recording right there. <laughs> the recording. <laughs> this is too real. This kid, we gotta cut it off. It's like the kid on the ride that takes it too serious. See, this is why it's the pirate ship experience. They It was a projector and... <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> exactly. That's right. This kid, cut it off, cut it off. <laughs> he's getting too invested. Now, are the Castle and the Haunter running this attraction, or are they working for someone else? That's my question. They were animatronics? They were animatronics, yes, <laughs> they that's were, the answer. Wax Pokemon. Oh, God. Okay, then they fly the ship away, Peter Pan style, and the episode's over. The end. But they flew it to the moon, right? No, it's like, where, no they ask, like, where do you think they're going? <laughs> Just going up and up. Probably somewhere where they can't be found. Yeah, that's what they said. They're like, somewhere where they can't be reached or whatever. And I'm I like, assume they were looking for the Kabuto from a few episodes ago, and they were going to hang out with them. Oh, okay. They flew away at a horrible angle, too. The trophy's just going to tip over. Oh, yeah, they keep the trophy. Yeah, they keep the trophy. That episode, I'm with Austin, that episode wasn't good, but the fact that it's all fake, our little spin on it makes it entertaining. See? I'm okay with that, just to explain the Pokeballs of it all. Yeah. It doesn't make sense any other way. Now, our next challenge, instead of trying to make this episode sound entertaining, is coming up with an MVP, an LVP, and a quote <laughs> from this episode. Yeah, I don't have, I don't yeah. have any. <laughs> you don't? I, I have quotes. That oh, okay. sucks, Austin, because you're first, followed oh, by shit. myself, and then Alex. Oh, God, I actually have a couple good ones. I'm going to say Tracy saying, I wonder if the ship is haunted. And Ash asks, you mean with ghost? And Tracy <laughs> says, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. My MVP will be Staryu for taking the sheets off the ghost. I appreciate oh, Staryu doing oh, that. Yeah. I thought it was so cute. It had it was like holding the sheets on its little arms. That was cute. I forgot all about that. Good looking out, Austin. Mm-hmm. My LVP will be Professor Oak for showing the twerps <laughs> the newspaper <laughs> and causing this episode to happen. Causing, okay. God damn it. I'll start with uh, my quote, too. My quote is from James. Oh, we forgot to mention, after they... They get in the bushes where we found them. I don't know if they were supposed to be, like, drunk or something like that. I assume Definitely. they were. Yeah, they went out drinking. And James says, I haven't celebrated like this since I lost my trust fund. 
<laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah. I completely missed that. Yeah. Oh, that was God. pretty good. MVP goes to Meryl for finding Togepi on the ship. And then my LVP goes to the, I guess, the archaeologist or the divers who took the trophy in the first place. You know, you could even say that they were the original thieves. Also, they, they thought the trophy was 300 years old when it was actually like 30. It was actually just a fake movie replica prop. Yeah. They had to repaint it when they got it in the museum. What if, you know what, it was all an elaborate scheme because this town clearly has a very grandiose budget. Like, how else? They, clearly, they're extorting the townsfolk, so they came up with this idea of, like, let's have this art museum and, like, put a fake exhibit in it that's, like, a 300-year-old trophy. So they just made up the story about the sunken ship to attract people, and it was fake all along. Fake publicity. It's like a Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> yeah they're just trying they have to finance their exorbitant lifestyle somehow so they make up this story to bring people in to charge admittance to the museum and it wasn't a real relic it was just a fake movie trophy jinkies zoinks my glasses for my mvp i'm gonna give it to pikachu because he was so adorable when they were calling out for togepi when togepi fell down the hole into the dark abyss, and he was like, pee, pee, pee. And I love it when he says that. He's so cute. LVP, I'm going to give it to Togepi for being a sociopath. <laughs> what and did I do this time? <laughs> it was like, I've never seen anyone that happy to, like, fall to their death. And, like, then he was, like, wandering around, getting into trouble, as he does, making the twerps go look for him and causing just mayhem wherever he goes. Yeah, this Togepi, if it's not in Misty's arms, is a huge liability. We can say that. It's always causing them some kind of trauma. They have to climb up on steel beams on a blimp that's falling out of the sky. All this crazy shit. Evil. Incarnate. Evil Pikachu. (laughs) Uh, For the quote, since Jacob took the best one in the whole episode, I'm going to also give it... There was another Team Rocket moment where they, when they take the Seedra paddle boat, Meowth says, Okay, team, step on it. And Jesse and James says, But this is a paddle boat. And Meowth said, Well, that's why I said step on it. Are we done with this episode and ready to move yeah, on to done. Meowth we're Rules? Yeah, we're done. We're done. We'll leave you in the okay, past. 300 years okay. in the past. All right. We're 300 years in the past. That's right. Meowth Rules. Here we go. Oh, Three, <laughs> two, one, go. This episode starts off with Team Rocket being blasted off by uh, trying to get Pikachu. The Meowth is separated and lands on an island. It's This island actually worships Meowth because they want Meowth to perform payday to make sure they get all the money. Jesse and James try to come on the island to help Meowth. He says no and gets the honor to throw them off the island. So we think... However, Meowth can't use Payday anymore, so the island people try to get him to battle. He still can't use Payday. Uh, somehow, Misty and James, or Misty and James, James and uh, Jesse help him do Payday, and he gets saved. Time! Yay! <laughs> Good save. Misty's there, too, but just not at that time. <laughs> All right, Alex, tell us about Misty and James. Oh, my God. There's too many characters in this cartoon. Godly. There's like Y'all. five characters. <laughs> that's too. You know my limit. Obviously, I can't do the Breakfast Club. I can't no, that's do this true. <laughs> you know what? Just when I think we've reached the pinnacle, like a few episodes ago, and we had the Blood Moon Island and the prophecy and all that banana stuff that went on. Just when you think, wow, that was wild and it can't get any weirder. Well, here comes this episode. <laughs> We start out, this is a different episode. This is a very different flavor than our past ones because this is very Team Rocket centric. In fact, we hardly ever see the twerps. We see them for like three seconds later on. But Team Rocket is working hard on their Magikarp sub, which has 
beached itself on a rocky outcropping in the middle of nowhere. Meowth is hunting for clams, which that was kind of interesting because we saw some real clams, real life animals. That's how you uh, get the badges. Yeah, that's where they make the seashells out of, I guess. James then accosts Meowth and says that he should use payday in order to make them some money. But Meowth tells us that in, because he used up all his like abilities and power learning how to talk, he can't use any Pokemon moves. Is this the first time we note that James collects bottle caps or has he mentioned that before? We've seen it before. We've seen okay. it before, yeah. It was another episode where they were talking about, do you have any money? And he's like, no, I got these rare bottle caps. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. He's got a jar of them next to his jar of like toenail clippings. Ew. Anyway, so Team Rocket sees the twerps floating by on Lapras in the middle of the night, which honestly made me think that this is really poor planning on their part. Like, why are they still sailing around in the middle of the night in the ocean with nowhere to go? They're like, where do we stop at? We can't stop here. This is just rocks. I don't know what they're doing. They're in the middle of nowhere. They confront the twerps, trying to catch Pikachu as they do, but they get blasted off again by Squirtle, who blasts Meowth into the stratosphere, and he comes back down and lands on, I don't even know where they are, but it's some strange island where a bunch of cultists are worshipping a giant gold lucky cat Meowth statue, and I think I need to pause here because I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about these people. (laughs) These, like, cosplayers oh, are on this island. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like a convention. And they have a gold statue of Meowth, and we were just ripping on these people in the Orange Islands for not having gold last episode. Apparently, there is plenty of gold, or fool's gold, or whatever. There's something shiny that looks like gold on these islands. Mm. You can use gold for anything. Like, all my, like, plates and stuff are gold, and my underwear is gold, and, you know, I have a golden toilet. <laughs> Living in the Orange Islands, you just got gold everywhere. I like that golden toilet. Oh, my God. Okay, so so the the people, the cultists. The, the, the cultists. The Meowth cult. Yes. Are these people who have lived on this island without any human contact yes. for all their lives? I would assume, Are these yes. people who have come to this island to escape from the modern world? No, I, I very strongly feel like they, they're very isolated and removed from any semblance of normal civilization. The Orange Islands are a weird place. They could have planned this out. I know they they don't like think really far in the future with each episode. It's mainly like a week by week thing, I'm pretty sure. It would have been great if like in the earlier episodes you had these people dressed as cats walking around handing out flyers or something. (laughs) You know, like missionaries or something back in the day. Come to the Meowth Island. Yeah, like just a little callback. That would have been fantastic. Are these like some of those protected peoples? Like you're not allowed to go on this <laughs> island and contact them? Like is it one of those situations? I don't think it's because they're protected. I think it's just because you don't want to get near these people. Though I think it's kind of just let them do their thing. We'll, we'll hang out over here. Normal yeah. here. They, they don't take kindly to outsiders because as we will see later on, they're very territorial and kick Ash and friends off the island and throw them into the sea without any regard for their livelihoods or, or anything. They just throw because these the statue, kids. The statue is a mecca. Yeah. Well, well hold on. Hold on. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's, there's a lot to unpack here. So, yeah, the people, the cultists are having this ceremony where they're praying to their, like, Meowth god, which they call the Meowth of Bounty. And, again, we have another ancient prophecy, which... What the fuck is up with all these ancient prophecies, for one thing? This had to be the same prophet from... I think Umberto yeah. is from this island, actually. Honestly, oh. probably. 
all these wacky prophecies where they said the bone white moon and i'm thinking to myself isn't the moon bone white every day like <laughs> what the, the blood red moon though except for yeah, that yeah that was different i could see okay maybe that was a little bit more prophetic than like this. It should have been a like a golden moon or something like that, you know? Yeah, that would have been a little bit less weird. At least more creative. Maybe yeah. they made this prophecy last week. I don't know. Oh, he's, he's, he's supposed to come June 24th. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the 29th. That's the day. That's the day the Meowth Bounty's Just coming. Just keep kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Oh, the island's reserved that day. So Meowth has the great misfortune to fall onto this island of all islands and he's scooped up by the cultists who are chanting at him hail me out of bounty hail me out of bounty and then they take him to their like circle where they have all this stuff set up and start telling him that you know he's the meowth that's been prophesized to bring great wealth to their small island pause yes they want wealth yes why i don't know they don't have a commerce system with the other islands i don't understand it either what is the money for and they're sitting on a gold statue right there in front of them (laughs) made of the same material (laughs) i think they're just single-minded in their obsession to try to fulfill this prophecy so meowth sees a great opportunity in this and that he could have everything he ever wants because these people are at his mercy and they'll do anything he asks and lavish gifts and all kinds of you know nice treatment on him the beautiful women thing was a little weird where they get them to feed him grapes and stuff did these women have sex with meow uh, did we want to do, I didn't know we wanted to go there, but I guess we're going there. <laughs> what, what was going on there? It, it, uh, they're wearing, okay, they're wearing okay. like cat fur as like, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a bra looking thing and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. All the people are dressed up with, with ears and cat noses and furs and the main cult guy has fake cat hands. So. It reminded me of Gatomon, actually. It really did, honestly. Yeah, you're Golly. right. Good lord. Do you think they use a litter box or do you think they have toilets there? Like, how dedicated oh are this cat life? I don't I don't know. I don't think we should maybe ask that kind Ooh, of Do they all lick each other? <laughs> yeah. There's all these hairballs over the beach. I mean, it is made I of mean, sand, so that would be like a big litter box. Oh, so. God. I mean, they do want Meowth to like, be their king, so they're taking the, the cosplay a little bit too far, maybe. Regardless, uh, it gets even weirder now because Meowth is sitting there relishing in his newfound, like, luxury, and he sees the twerps once again coming by. They've, they've come to this island, and he's like, well, shit, like, I got to get rid of them because if I don't, they'll call me out. For being Team Rocket, and he'll ruin it. They'll ruin everything. And I, I have to say, I really liked his like paranoia flashback thing that he had, where he's envisioning what they. Would oh say. right! Oh yeah, they're just yelling at him. I was. Yeah. I love Meowth's perception of the twerps as like assholes, like malicious <laughs> and out to get him. That was great. I kind of can't appreciate the shift in perspective that we get the Meowth POV and the Team Rocket centric episode. So. Anyway, he he turns the cultists on them and he tells them these are dangerous children that you need to get rid of at all costs. And they they do because they they send the giant cat statue, which it's like a Trojan horse thing because like all the cultists are in there like peddling it. Yeah, they're like hail me out, hail me out, and they just keep 
pedally. Oh my god, it was weird. Did we like that the Trojan Meowth could make a meow noise? <laughs> Do you think that was just some guy in there on a megaphone going meow? I certainly hope so. So they grab the twerps and throw them into the ocean, like I said. As they're coming back to tell Meowth that they've gotten rid of the kids, they f- say, and we also found these vagabonds that are washed up on the beach and it's Team Rocket, Jesse and James. And Meowth does something really shitty here and lies to the cultists and tells them that he's never seen them before in his life. And he's got, you, they got to get rid of them because they'll ruin everything. That was pretty awful. Did him dirty. I kind of think Meowth's the worst of the three. <laughs> you think after this? Kind of. James yeah. is definitely like the best. Oh, like with that yeah. unholy matrimony thing. Like the alternative for him is a lot more better, is way better than what he's in. Jesse... I guess just had a hard life growing up, but Meowth is, yeah, I agree with Austin. He's the worst. Jesse had to eat snow to live. Yeah, Jesse's like a tyrant, but like she's sympathetic. Meowth is, I don't know, he has more of a selfish streak to him than the other two, I think. Yeah. And this isn't the first episode where this is shown either, right? Meowth is like, I'm gonna take care of myself above the other two. Kind of a pretty crappy thing for him to do. So they get thrown off the island, but they sneak back on later because they're worried. Like you said, they truly are worried about him. So they sneak back on despite having been betrayed in the worst way. And the cultists tell me out that it's finally time for like the bounty ceremony or whatever the hell they called it. According to the prophecy that Meowth will use payday and bring an age of like wealth and happiness to the island forever or some crazy shit. Then he tells them that he can't use Payday, but they insist, and so they take him to yet another stadium. They seem to have a lot of these, like, gladiator-style stadiums all around. This X Gym Island. That yeah. was, like, a sanctioned Pokemon League setup for that yeah. stadium. <laughs> like, the pattern on the ground. It makes you think there may have been more than four badges at one point. Oh, this is a lost island. Yeah, like this the is captain like had to people. beat these cat people <laughs> to right. get a badge. <laughs> the cat people will take it over. Maybe you're right, Jacob. Maybe it was like they used to be connected with the other islands and they were like normal, but then they got swept up in this like cat meowth craziness. And so they got like sort of exiled from the rest of them. So they still have like these sort of modern areas, but nobody goes there anymore. A catastrophe separated them. Ah, <laughs> But yeah, it's a catastrophe for Meowth, too, because they throw him into this stadium and all of a sudden here comes a Nidoking and an Onyx and they end up beating Meowth half to death. I forgot they even showed up. Yeah, they like they toss him around like a ragdoll and like beat the shit out of him to like get him to gain experience points. And they're like, hey, Meowth, can you use Payday yet? Can you? Can you? And he's like on death's doorstep and he's like, I can't do it. But then here comes Jesse and James with the ultimate save. And they have a bunch of coins that they start throwing from, like, the shadows. And these stupid idiot, like, islanders think that Meowth has actually used Payday. I can't imagine that how much money Jesse and James threw out there, but it couldn't have been a lot. No, it was, like, pennies, basically. Like, a hundred pennies. Yeah. Basically, what they threw out there. It wasn't, like, a lot. It was the contents of her change purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, here's my last nickel. Meowth better appreciate this. But, like, these people are acting like this is the most glorious bounty they've ever witnessed and that they're all going to be rich forever, so I don't really get it. I think this is one of those things, regardless of the outcome, he could have sped out one coin and they would have been like, prophecy fulfilled. Like, they just wanted it to be done so bad <laughs> that they just took this, like, took the licks and, yeah, we did it. Fortunately for Meowth, this is enough to placate these crazy people. And they're like, Meowth, stay with 
us and rule us forever as our king and and then we get a very very touching moment at the end between you know jesse james and me alf you know coming through for each other because they're friends and that's what friends do and Meowth decides that he's getting the hell out of this wacky place and he's leaving and going back with team rocket where he belongs at least he saw the light at the end I kind of wanted them to be like, and as the next part of the ceremony, we will skin you alive or something oh. like that. <laughs> now that the prophecy is fulfilled. That's yeah. where I thought this was going to head. I thought this was going to be like, Team Rock or Jesse and James are like, oh, he's happy now. We'll leave him. Then comes the sacrifice. Then comes the spit roast <laughs> on the fire. We're going to eat him. Yep. Man, Scooby-Doo even did that. We'll consume the flesh of the Meowth of Bounty. You know what? What if the costumes they're wearing are of failed Meowths that came to the island? Oh my god, it could be. These people are crazy. I really did think that's where it was going to, to be honest with you, that they were going to like try to kill him. Austin, you had something? Mm-mm. Oh no, okay. I took it back. You took it back? I don't remember what it was. You don't remember what it was? Just, this is a wacky, 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 wacky episode. It was great. If you had had this episode and then like and, like Hunter like stomps the floor and it's just an illusion, that would have been made more sense <laughs> than what happened here. Like with the dream stuff they did last episode, that would have been more understandable. Okay, so this is what Team Rocket was doing while while the twerps were in their 300 years ago flashback. Yes. That's they right, were yeah. they were subdued elsewhere. In flashbacks, time travel. If you don't mess it up, you can keep going. 20 minutes in the dream world is like an hour here. I just want us for the rest of this entire show to remember that these cat people are still out there. They're still at large. <laughs> do you think they're still there or do you think they just like left? I like to hope they died out. I could say something really terrible, but I'm not going to say anything. You might as well. It's an E. We got the E here. No, I can't. It's too sensitive. I I think I know what you're implying. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think I know what happened to them. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you to decide and for us to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it up to viewer interpretation what happens after that. Maybe we'll get a call back to them later on. God, I hope not. <laughs> with you hoping not, does that uh, does that bring this episode to an end? Are we done I with think Meowth so. Rules? That wraps up Meowth Rules. What's up with the randomizer? Mm, come on, load, load, load. Okay, I'm going first, followed by Alex and then Austin. Okay. So my, my quote comes from an exchange between, um, I think it's Ash and Tracy, where the golden Meowth is coming at them. Yeah. Ash goes, oh, look, it's a Meowth. And then Tracy comes out with the insight that, Oh, no, that's over 20 feet tall. That's way too big to be a real Meowth. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tracy. Thank you. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing he's ever said. <laughs> that might be the dumbest thing he's ever said. Tracy's got some broad qualities in this episode. God. He could have saved it. He really could have if he would have been like, well, the actual Meowth is five feet tall, three inches or something, you know. Five feet tall, three inches? I made that up. I'm just saying if oh he had the God. real numbers <laughs> behind. If he had the real <laughs> numbers oh behind. <laughs> The Meowth, it would have been great. I'm saying he could have saved it. I know Meowth's probably like three feet. I don't think he's on a that. good day. It, no. Let's find out. It's like probably like one foot eight inches or something. Y'all, I, I accidentally Googled Meowth foot and I got a bunch of pictures of Meowth's foot. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Okay, now I'm on a list. You probably have the same search history as the cultists now, but. Meowth foot. Okay. Okay, Meowth is one foot, four inches. Thank oh, I you. was close. I said oh, one close. eight. Ah. My MVP, I would give it to, um, I'll give it to Jesse for kind of understanding Meowth is happy and being willing to let him go. She might have wanted to get rid of him, but <laughs> good for her for being unselfish. And then my LVP, I'm going to give it to like the whole cultist. Like all these cultists here, <laughs> 
there's no telling how long they've been here, what they've done. It's weird. It's so weird to think how many Meowth have come and gone and how long they've just been there. This is a weird group of people. They've definitely murdered some folks. Yes. I will say that. They have murdered some poor, unsuspecting people who have passed by. I just have a feeling. Yeah, they, they're not very accepting. I'm going to give my MVP to James. James, for a lot of the same reasons that Jacob outlined, because James was quite content to leave me out there, because I think at some point he makes some kind of comment like, you know, Meowth seems happy, you know, we should let him stay where he's going to be happy and not take him away from all this or whatever. LVP, I'm going to give it to Meowth, obviously, for being a backstabber, willing to throw his friends under the bus for some fleeting material things. So screw you, Meowth. Jesse and James are real friends. Quote, I don't know. I wrote down Jesse and James's whole motto thing at the end because I thought it was super cute. Can I read that later and not count it as my quote, or should I count that as my sure. quote? Sure. We'll allow it. As my quote? Sure. Okay, I'll just I'll do, do that. Do whatever your heart desires. Do what, whatever you think the cultists would do is what you should do. Well, okay, I'll just do this because one little thing, and then I'll read the motto too, if that's okay. I liked it when Meowth, I know Meowth's my LVP, but I liked when he said at the very end, it was very sweet. He said, now I know that having them was my real happiness. And it got me right here in the heart. I was like, right oh, God. Right in the feels. Right in the feels. It really did. And their little spin on their motto that they did, Jesse and James, when they step out and they reveal themselves to Meowth, like, hey, we're here. We're here to help you. It was us all along that saved your ass from the Nido King. And Jesse says, I'm a friend who needs you too. James says, make it double. We both need you. You protect us both from desperation. You unite us all in jubilation. You help chase away our loneliness. You're a mess, but we love you nevertheless. Jesse, James, Team Rocket's friendship never ends. So let's set sail on our ship of friends. It was so sweet. Oh, Oh, God. Pretty pretty creative on the fly, too. so cute. I love those two. They're absurd. Love them now, because later you might not. So (laughs) Perish the thought. They're the real OGs. Yeah, for real. Forever. All right, I guess it's my turn. My quote will be the people inside the Meowth. Oh, machine and they ch- <laughs> as they as they use the machine they chant me out me oh my god me out and i was like y'all this is a lot <laughs> uh my mvp will be the twerps as a collective whole because they wisely avoided this island usually they would like be like we got to devote our entire lives to figuring out the mystery of this island but for once they were just like we're out goodbye they just noped noped and left that's true they had a yep. feeling God, Pokemon, what would Pokemon be like if they had that intuition on everything? There would be like one-tenth of the episode. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. <laughs> My LVP, well, Jacob said all the cultists, and Alex you said could, meow. What? I don't know. I was just, Nido uh, King, Lapras. Onyx. Yeah, give it to Pokemon. Give it to Onyx for almost crushing Meowth to death. <sighs> no, I wanted Meowth to be crushed to death at that point. The golden Meowth? Uh, that, no... The blood, the oh, I'm sorry, the bone white about, moon. How about the I'm island give it, itself? The, the prophet. Give it the prophet. The prophet. The prophet. <laughs> the fucking prophet causing problems everywhere. You know what, Austin? I was thinking of you in this episode in general because I'm like, damn, we're not even at Johto yet. And I know how you always are constantly tearing up Johto for having these weird like one-off festivals and like weird shit going on all the time. But I'm like... The Orange Islands are worse with all their prophecies. This is above and beyond Johto <laughs> and their craziness. This is like... 
An this, actual cult. The last gym leader should have been the prophet. Oh, oh my god. god, could you imagine? <gasps> Maybe the sea captain was the prophet. <laughs> the one that died last the episode? The one that died. Oh. I bet you it was him. Okay, it's all coming together. Okay, can we talk about the sea captain and his crazy hair? Did y'all notice that? Yeah. What was going on with that? Like, okay, it looked like he just had, like, hair with a little twig thingy coming off of it, which is, like, for anime normal. But then you got the wide shot of him, and it, like, was going, like, in 30 different directions <laughs> down his back. It was a compass, too. That's what it was. Was it a compass? Yeah, it pointed his north. Oh, my God! His hair was a compass. <laughs> I want to know more about this captain. Okay. What's his name? Do we have a name for him? He doesn't have a name. We came up with a name for Sabrina's dad. I thought his name was, like, Seymour Shores or something. Seymour okay, Shores. there it is. Seymour Shores. We already have a Seymour. That's true. It's, Seymour the scientist. Well, they're crazy. That's what I'm saying. They're related. This is Seymour's ancestor before he sank to the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> yes, and that's the reason why the ship went to the moon, because that's where oh Seymour my God. is. Oh, okay. They figured it out. Got it. <laughs> we come full circle? It's not hard to connect these dots. Who's your LVP, Austin? Uh, The Prophet. Oh, that's right. God damn it. Oh, man. Is that a, so does that wrap this up for us this week with these episodes? Any more thoughts, concerns? Are we doing the thing? The reading? The thing? Yeah, this is a short episode. Let's do a reading. We'll do Jacob's a reading. Like, Fuck. <laughs> Jacob, the sooner we get it done, the sooner we never have to do it ever again. It's like it's like a slow burn. You know? I know, so I'm trying to pound them out. <laughs> That's right. All right, speaking of pounding, what are the next episodes? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You, you Oh, you looked it up. Oh, the next God, I is? did look it up. Yeah, you were right, Jacob. Speaking of pounding, the next episode's a Tracy episode. Exactly. Tracy gets bugged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not the title. You're That's lying. the title. That's the title. And the other one is a way off day off. Austin, it's finally happening. I'm so excited. I can't control myself. Contain your excitement. I'm not going to say why I'm excited until next week. So you'll have to tune back in to see why. <laughs> yes, yes. Be sure to tune in next week. And after this episode, if you want to listen to some My Immortal. Jacob's favorite thing ever. But anyway, I'll read us out here. We just like to say thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, our handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as this journey continues. Chapter 34. A.N. Shot da fuck up preps. Have you even read the story? 1-1. You are probably all just preps and loot poosers, so fuck you. Fangs to Raven for the help. I woke up in the coffin the next day. Draco was gone. I got up and put on a black tight sex address that was dripped all up the end. There was red corset stuff ugh, going <laughs> up the front, front and the back and it came up to my knees. There was a slit in the dress like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, my God. <laughs> I put on ripped black fishnets and black stilton boots. Suddenly, Sorius cocked on the door. I opened it. <laughs> Hi, Ibony, he said. Guess what? To you have to come to Professor Sinistor's office. Okay, I said in a depressed voice. I'd wanted to fuck Draco or maybe lessen to MCR and Evanescence. Or, or Evan, 
Evanaz. Oh, okay. That works phonetically. I came anyway. So what the fuck happened to Snipe and Lupin? I asked Sorius flirtily. I fucking tortured them, he oh answered God. in a statistic way. <laughs> they are an ab abhizion now, lol. <laughs> I laughed evilly. Where are Draco and Vampyra? I muttered. They are excused from school today. Sodomize moan sexily. <laughs> oh my. Right what? now, they are watching The Nightmare Before Xmas. We went into the office. Professor Sinister was there. She was wearing a gothic black dress that was all ripped all over. It kind of looked like the one Amy Ware wears in this pic. HTTP. She was drinking some Voluxywort syrup. Was there supposed to be a hyperlink there? I don't... Who knows? Okay. I'm going to copy and paste that into my bar real quick. And see what comes do, up. Do not do that. Oh. <laughs> it, just type in HTTP and see what happens. Literally she was drinking nothing. some... Yeah. Maybe put an S at the end of it. She took out the pensive and the time torner. Anabi, you will have to do another session now. Also, I need you to get me the cure for being addicted, she what? said sadly. Addicted Good luck. to what? Thanks, oh, Volksimort serum. Oh, okay, sorry. And then I jumped into the pensive again. Suddenly, I looked around. I was in the great <laughs> hall, eating cho- Count Chocula. It was morning, spelled like morning a loved one. I was sitting next to Satan. Been there. Oh on, a talk, <laughs> on a table was a tall, gothic man with long black hair, pale skin, and blue eyes, wearing a suit and black Converse shoes. He looked just like Charlin Manson. I noticed he was drinking a portent. Who's he? I asked. Oh, that's Professor Slutborn, Satan said. <laughs> He's the portent teacher. Ebony? Yeah? I asked. Did you know that Marilyn Manson is playing in Hogsmeade tonight, and they are showing the exercise at the movies before that? Yeah? Well, want to go to the contort in the movie with me? Oh, God. Are we doing another? Is that it? You do whatever your heart desires. Jacob's checked out. He doesn't care. I, I just I know whatever the story's going or what's going on. I still know the characters, though. I feel good about that. Like, when someone's name comes across, I know who they're talking about. Like, Great. 80% of the time. Um, what do you think? One more or no? You're the... Just do another one. I'm trying to Just get do one more. Chapter 35. Ghost of You. A.N. Thanks to Susie for the idea. One. You rock. Fuck off preps. One, 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 one. Thanks to Raven for the help. You rock, girl. P.S. I'm going to end destroy really soon, so fuck you. Oh, yeah. And if you know any gothic names, please tell me because I need one for serious bangs. Who's Susie? I, I don't know. Who cares? I went into the conman room thinking of Satan. Suddenly, I gasped. Draco was there! I grasped. He locked as hut as Ebba, wearing black leather pants, a black Lonkin Park Lonkin Prack t-shirt, and black eyeliner. Draco, what the fuck are you dong? I gasped. Huh? He asked. Then I remembered. It wasn't Draco, it was Lucan. He still had two arms. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh god. He still has two arms. Oh yeah, did one of them get shot off before? No, at no point did anyone oh. <laughs> shoot off Lucian's arm in canon or in my immortal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh. That was a false memory you just had. I guess I did. I thought he got shot though. Somebody shot him with a gun. I don't remember. A black man shot him oh, in right. Longden. And he didn't lose his arm. No, he did not. Maybe he did off screen. 
Doesn't matter. He still had both arms. Okay. Oh, hi, Lucian, I said. I'm Ebony, the new student, LOL. We, sh- we shook hands. Yeah, Satan told me about you, Lucian said. He pinted to a group of sexy gothic guys. They were sitting in a corner cutting. It was serious. Vampire's dad and... <gasps> Snap! All of them were wearing black eyeliner and black good shralut band shirts. Listen, I'm in a goth band with those guys, he said. We're playing tonight at the Marilyn Mason show as backup. Oh, really? I asked. Yeah, he said. We're called X Black X Tier X. I played a gutter. Spartacus. <laughs> Spartacus. I am Spartacus. <laughs> Spartacus plays the drums. I'm <laughs> sodomized. Oh, God. Who is Spartacus? I think it's serious. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, said, I'm lost now. Yeah. I, I, Jacob, just, it's okay. We're all lost. <laughs> trying to be, trying to be a sponge here and soak it all in, but it's, just, it's leaking. Uh, yeah. It's okay. We're coming up, we're coming up to the end. He said, ponting to him, Snap plays the boss. And James plays the guitar, even though we call him Samaro after Samara in the ring. Hey, bastards, I told them. <laughs> they gave me death's touch sin. I don't know what that means. She keeps saying it. I don't know. Suddenly, I gasped again. But you don't have a lead singer, I asked. Lucian looked Dawn sadly. We used to, but she did. <sighs> Do I have to read this? No, you don't. Okay. She, okay, she's dead. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. That's so fucking sad, I gasped. It's okay, but we need... A new lead snigger, Samaro said. Well, I said I'm in a banad myself. Really? asked Snap. I couldn't believe it. So he used to be gothic. Yeah, we were called Bloody Gothic Rose 666. Do you want to hear me sing? Yeah, said everyone. So the guys talk out their guitars. They began to play a song by, get it, cause by guys are so sexa, Gern Day. I woke this empty street on the boulevard of Borkin dreams. I sang sexily. I did not own the lyrics to that song. Everyone gasped. Enop B, <laughs> will you join the band? Please, begged Lucian. Samoro, serious and snap. Um, okay, I shrugged. Are we going to play tonight? Yeah, they said. Okay, I said, but I knew that I had to get a new outfit. I walked outside wondering how I could go forward in time. Suddenly, someone jumped in front of me. It was Morty McFly. <laughs> you, you have seen Back to the Future, Jacob. Yeah, I know. I, I get this part. Oh, yeah. my God. Did, did you know this enough. was going to come into play? <laughs> I think. No, but. Uh, That's. It, it's canon really now. Coincidental. So. Yeah, Marty McFly is here. He was wearing a black. Bnad t-shirt and black baggy jeans. As would be in character for Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell are you dong here, I asked. I will help you go fro-wad in Tim, Nobby, he said seriously. Then he took out a black Tim machine. We went into it and suddenly I was forward in ta- Tim. The end. I think after we're done with this, I'll take upon myself to do the 30-second summary challenge. With this whole story here. Oh my god. Yeah, can you do a 30 second summarization yeah. of my immortal? <laughs> of my immortal. <laughs> Woo! Oh All right, I'll see you guys next week when Tracy gets bugged.
Oh, I'm so excited. Can't wait. Make sure to join us then. Woo. Bye.